Everybody, welcome to the Miami Comedy live stream. It's Manny Garavito, and today we're going to be talking about boutique hotels. That's right. But before we do that, we're going to get on over to the game show. Shout out to all the people that are tuning in on Instagram. We had a couple of uh, malfunctions on the live stream, but I got it right back. I figured it out. Uh, try not to stream in 4K. Look at that. Who would have thought? My computer can't handle it. Uh, it is old, and I got to get a new one. But one day I'll be 4K. We'll see. Uh, shout out to Flingman. Good to uh, Kasoon. <laughs> you guys and your Instagram handles, do you press like an auto generator button when you come up with your Instagram handles? Juan33150. <laughs> what? Prismith. All right, that's pretty good. That's almost like you're trying to spell prism, but then you add meth on top of it. And you know, prisms do look kind of crystal like by nature. So there you go. That's a good name. Uh, Hennessy. V. Lonessi. What's up, guys? All right, so let's get right to it. Mine is excellent. Uh, good to... Co All right, well, give us the story. Good to Kasoon. What is that? It sounds, like, uh, it sounds like you play an instrument or something. Dina's back on the chat. All right, so let's get over to the game. This is how it works. Uh, I'm not quite sure how it fully works. Uh, we're still figuring out the rules as we go, but it kind of goes a little something like this. We're going to be giving away a mango-colored Miami comedy shirt. Essentially, it's still mango season here in Miami, uh, so we've got to give this one away so that you can wear it while you're stealing mangoes from your neighbor's lawn. However, that's not all you get. You are also going to win two VIP passes to our comedy show, and that's any show, and it includes buy one, get one, if available for that particular show. Some shows don't have it, so, but most of them do. So that means every time you buy a drink, you get another one, plus you get VIP seating, so you get to act like a king or a queen and watching the Jester perform on stage, all right? We, we give you nothing but comedic royalty. So the trivia kind of works like this. It's open-ended, meaning we're going to read one uh, question at a time, up to three questions, and the people that answer the funniest or the most entertaining way move on to the next round. And then it's going to be head-to-head -head on the final round, and then we decide who the winner is. So here's what we're going to do to get started. The people over on the chat... Go ahead and write down a topic you would like the open-ended trivia to be about. Uh, they say the shirt is good for camouflage in case you get caught, but you got to be way deep inside that tree in order for that camouflage to work because if you're hanging with a bright yellow shirt, you know, you're going to get shot. It's Florida, and they will shoot you over mangoes, unfortunately. But if you're way up there and they hear a rustling, and then through the leaves, they see a little bit of yellow. They're like, those mangoes aren't ripe yet. <laughs> they got to be orange in color in order for me to pluck them. From what I can tell, not ready. All right? Mr. Midnight, what's going on? Graham Louie. So go ahead, guys. Put it on the chat. What are we going to be talking about? Dina is my assistant in this game show. She will be moderating the, the comments on the chat. An excuse for stealing mangoes. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's ask the the, uh, the Miami Comedy AI here. The My AI Comedy. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, give me three open-ended topics. As excuses for stealing mangoes. Well, no. About mango season. It'll come around. It'll come around. 
The Dina White. See, I don't know that stuff. All right, so here we go. Question number one. Uh, and anybody can participate, don't forget. So mango madness in Miami. Mango season brings an abundance of varieties to Miami. What's your favorite type of mango, and how do you enjoy eating it? Smoothies, salsas, fresh off the tree. Share your mango creations. And the more creative it is, the more entertaining it is, you score a point. So let's go ahead and do 30 seconds on the clock. I actually think I have a, a, a countdown timer now for these. Let me see. Fifteen seconds on the clock. How do you enjoy eating your mangoes during mango season? Five, four, three, two, and here we go. All right. Dina says the mango that has an 850 credit score of 401k and hoochie daddy shorts. <laughs> Jesus, Dina. You're just letting your fantasy out on live stream like that? I need a man, please. All right, Dina, we get it. Green mangoes with salt. You know what? That's not even funny or creative, but... That's a point right there. That is delicious. Mango jam or with salt? Mango lassie. What is mango lassie? Mango lassie recipe. Here, we'll put it on the chat here. Oh, man. All right. I'm learning something new here. All right. So here we go. Let's put it on the screen here. All right. So we're learning something new. Mango lassie is a delicious creamy drink with mango, yogurt, milk, a little sugar, and in Miami, you know, that's a lot of sugar, and a sprinkling of cardamom. Cardamom? It's a cool and refreshing on a hot day. So this is like mango uh, nutmeg. No, not nutmeg, uh, eggnog. This is mango coquito. <laughs> hey, you got it, man. That's all right. Let's give it over. Who came up with this? Closed mouths don't get fed. Oh, she really wants it. Who said who said mango lassie? I can't find it now. Good to Kasoon. Good to Kasoon moves on. Got some point. Now remember, guys, if you want to participate, you can only say one response. You can't double up in the comments. All right, so here we go. Uh a favorite drink at Indian restaurants. They're easy to make at home. So it's an Indian uh, dessert or drink. Uh, all right. It looks actually very delicious. So here's what we got to do, Miami. From now on, we've got to hijack this recipe, and we're going to call it Mango Coquito. All right? And then we're going to add rum, and then it's going to be our own. And then when they say, where did you get this? This is delicious. How did you get this idea? My grandma used to do it. And then just like that, no one else will ever question the origin of that recipe. <laughs> All right, that's the secret. What's up, Jay? Okay, next question for the mango topic. Now, remember, for those that are tuning in, we are having an open-ended 
trivia competition right now. Those that answer a fact from Miami with your own experience, the more entertaining and funny, the more likely you are to win a Miami Comedy Mango shirt as well as two VIP passes to a Miami comedy show. So here we go. Number two. Good to Kasoon is in the lead. Anybody can take this. A mango festival to remember. If you were to organize a Miami mango festival celebrating this fruit, what unique events or activities would you include? All right, so imagine if you did the, uh, the Calle Ocho of mangoes, like a mango uh, Calle Ocho festival. What kind of things, games, bands, dishes, what would you make that festival about? How would it be presented? And the more funnier or entertaining, the better. 30 seconds on the clock. Christopher says, you're very handsome. All right, well, I wish... I wish someone that I found attractive would say the same. <laughs> but I appreciate you, Christopher. Oh, I've seen some good ones already. So here we go. 10-second countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, here we go. The first recommendation is, you're a hell of funny. Thank you, Mahi Cole. I really appreciate people that do that. You come on and you just say that. That makes my day. Good. I got a little bit of self-confidence. I don't have imposter syndrome while I'm doing this. <laughs> All right, so number one, Dina says, the sugar daddy sprint, riz it up relay. What does that have to do with mangoes, Dina? We get it. You need a man. Okay. Poor Dina. Can somebody uh, slide in Dina's DM with an emoji of a ring? Huh? Uh, Cell 305 says, climbing the mango tree. Geriatric people cannot participate in that one. Sorry, Grandma. I know back in the day, you used to really climb those trees from where you were from. But esta no es para usted. All right? <laughs> Who can steal? Well, you already said a good one. You already got it. Uh, and the per, uh, mango catching by Good to Kasoon. That's a point. The Hinta de Zona mango line. Asian massage parlor if you survive a happy ending with a mango smoothie. What? What? How about just a happy ending with, with the mango smoothie as the lube? There you go. That'd be a lot better. Hey, guys, there's an Asian massage parlor at this mango festival. Why? Just go in there and find out. All right, I think uh, for this round, we're going to give it to... Uh, who said uh, client? It's uh, Selly Cell. Selly Cell, guys. Congratulations, Selly Cell. You got that second round. Now we're head-to-head. -head. Good to Kasoon and Selly Cell for the VIP package in Miami Comedy Shirt. Last question on the mango topic. Many Miami... Wait. 
Many Miami residents grow mango trees in their backyards, leading to a joyful season of sharing and community. All right, that, that right there, the AI is wrong. <laughs> when you grow a mango tree, when it's growing and it's flourishing, and that season comes around, it's time for war. You put up don't tread on me flags, and surely enough, those flags are yellow, which is appropriate. So... <laughs> Do you have any special memories or traditions associated with mango season? Oh, this is going to be an easy one. Share your stories of mango picking, trading, or enjoying them with friends and family. <laughs> now, 30 seconds on the clock, judges. Now, remember, the more, the more entertaining and the more funnier they are, the more likely you are to get the point and go head-to-head -head with someone for the, for the package. So explain or rather memorize an experience of you picking mangoes with your friends, your family, and how you enjoyed them. All right, so just explain a memory. Tell us about a memory, a fun fact about you enjoying mangoes in Miami. All right. I'll never forget. I'll tell you a story while we wait. One time my, uh, I was in an elementary school. And my bus driver, nice Cuban lady, she was driving around, and then she was in my neighborhood, and then somebody had a mango tree, and she literally pulled over the whole school bus, like the whole, that she's got, she's got the long ones now, she pulled the whole thing over, got off, and literally went up, put one foot on the, the fence, went like this, reached out, grabbed one, came back down, and got in the bus and just kept driving. And I'll never forget, that was my first experience. Like, you could do that? You could just steal somebody's mango? Well, if it's hanging down low enough, if they didn't pick it, somebody's got to pick it. It's nature's way. <laughs> Nature wouldn't have it any other way. There you are. Look at Mother Nature giving you a sweet treat. And you're not appreciating that? Excuse me. I got this. All right, five, four, three, two. All right, here we go from the top. <laughs> Good to see you soon. Oh, got it. <laughs> Running from my neighbor's pit bull. <laughs> when I was a kid in Cuba, a mango was my favorite lunch. All right, that's a nice memory. Judges? I picked up a really pretty one, and it ended up having a worm inside. Oh, man. Judges. Uh, when the mangoes were ready to pick, but they were yours, so you take your shoes off and throw them to make the mangoes come down. So <laughs> right there. Sometimes they will come up with mangoes, but leave with no shoes. That's the one right there. That's a wonderful memory. <laughs> one time I wanted mango so bad, I came back with a missing shoe because I was throwing it. <laughs> oh. Once I mean, <laughs> Flingman says, once uh, my dad made me climb a tree, ended up falling and breaking my shoulder. <laughs> All right, we'll give it to you. Sorry to hear. You must have been traumatized. All right, well, look, there you go. Uh, Selly Cell, Congratulations. You won two VIP passes to a Miami comedy show. There is no head-to-head. -head. And you got a Miami comedy shirt. So there you go. You did it. You absolutely did it. Congratulations, Sally Cell.
All right. I got to do this podcast quick. I'm way behind on schedule here. Throwing a rock uh, at a mango, but you hit your friend in the head. Yeah, so what you got to do, uh, Selly Cell, is uh, shoot me a DM. Let me know uh, what night of the week you're available. And then you can go to that show for that night, and then I'll bring you your shirt there. Just to, And also send me your shirt size. And if you want to participate, we go live, so make sure you guys hit the little bell on any of the channels, including Twitch, YouTube, Facebook group, and Instagram. Just hit the little bell icon so that you know when I'm going live and doing these game shows and podcast recordings. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, let's, go, let's go ahead and get started like this. Uh, have you guys ever been to a boutique hotel? Have you ever had a day pass or some sort of membership at a hotel and you start living luxuriously? So as I'm getting closer to my 40s, I'm the kind of person that hasn't fully experienced Miami at this level, I guess. You know, my experience of Miami is, you know, going out to eat, going to a party here and there, a little nightclubbing, a little bar here, all that kind of stuff. But I've never really done things like fine dining, uh, drinking rum or high-end rum. And I've never really done things like going to hotels when I'm not staying in them. That is... I remember one time I went to a hotel uh, to go to a bar there to meet a friend, and I was spending, like, I bought these $50 pineapple drinks, and I spent, like, $300 just drinking these, these, these things, right? I was like, ah, I'm in a splurging mood, whatever. I'll blow my whole bill on this thing. Uh, and then, like, I try to swim in the pool. I'm the only guy that me and my friend are the only ones there. We try to take a dip in the pool, and they wouldn't let us in. I'm like, oh, no, it's only for hotel guests. Well, I am a guest. I just spent $300 on a Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. I'm the only guest you got. And the guy was adamant, you know. He kind of gave me a look like, I know who you are, and you ain't going to get past me. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. So in this podcast, what I would like to do is I would like to share with you guys my experience going in an all-day pass at a fancy hotel, which was an amazing experience for me. But I was like a fly on the wall just witnessing Everything that was happening around me. Every once in a while, your boy gets invited to some fancy, you know, you know, some fancy stuff. And from now on, I really think hotel memberships is really where it's at. Uh, every time I, I've, I've been told about all-day passes for hotels, there's some friends that participate in this. And, you know, when you go fancy in Miami, it's very difficult to go back. When I, when I went to my first fine dining experience and shout out to all the people that have invited me, all the chefs and GMs and owners. I'll never forget you. When you DM me and you're like, Hey, come out, eat at my place. You don't got to do nothing. Just, we just want you here. And then you show up and then they're just like, Oh, Mr. Garavito, thank you very much for coming here. Here's a bunch of dishes. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> they just started bringing out dishes. Like, all right, so th what are you into? Do you like gin? Do you like vodka? I got you. Okay, so and then they start bringing out these drinks. And you're like, bro, I've never experienced this in my life. And they just don't want anything. It's just like the chef is a big fan. He just wants to give you a bunch of food and make you have a good time. And I was like, man, this is amazing. I got to write more jokes. <laughs> so then now how do, when you do that, how do you go back to eating like, you know, a sandwich at Publix? How do you do that? Like I, I can't go back to that lifestyle. It's almost like you call this a tendy sub. Look at this. These tenders aren't even crispy. <laughs> like it ruined my life <laughs> going to these fancy things. 
I'm smoking cigars. I'm having great conversations with people at cigar bars, and I'm drinking fancy rum. We're talking about business and stocks. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, that ETF, that's a good one, all right? If you like that ETF, look into this one. You know, it's great. And then you hang out with your pothead friend smoking weed. Yo, man, you know that the aliens are already among us? Be like, yo, what are you talking about? <laughs> and now it, it, you can do that. You can, you can appreciate something so much that you can't go back. But one thing that's great about living a fancy lifestyle with an all-day pass at a hotel is that you can go back to your efficiency. You can live in a, an extremely imaginative, imaginative lifestyle where all your fantasies come true. You're hanging out at a pool. You know, you're in the middle. You're sitting on a cabana. The, the two cabanas next to you have women. You're taking a selfie. Are they with the girls? They'll never know. All right, you're eating fancy food. Okay, you take a photo of you drinking fancy drinks, and then you post that all online. No one will ever question it. No one will ever know that you're going back into a garage somewhere in, in Miami Springs. <clears throat> and that's what's great about all day passes. It's a life that you can live. <laughs> it's a life that you can live, and it's a life that people will believe you. That, people, that other people will look at your, your media and be like, oh, yeah, that guy's really all about that. It's like a Disneyland for adults in Miami Beach. So I pull up to the valet, and, of course, I'm already planning on spending, like, $50 on this thing. And surely enough, the valet guy comes out, and those cars, those cars are Bugattis, Ferraris, Lambos, and, you know, you got to throw in some Mercedes-Benz here and there to kind of balance it out. But here I am. I pull up in a, in a Honda Civic. I'm the only car at this level, all right? But there's one thing that I do one-up them on. It's a 2022 model. So while these guys are out there with these fancy cars, I can walk up to them and be like, what is this, a 2019 Ferrari? <laughs> My car is of this year, all right? And I plan on leasing the new model next year. All right, buddy? All right, I think, I'm, I, think I win here. I think I got the bigger dig here, okay, sir? That's how I felt. That's how I tricked myself. But there were some beautiful cars. There were some vintage cars there, like those remade 1960s fancy cars from, like, uh, those movies with James Bond in it, but, like, the older versions. And maybe, who knows, maybe they don't even run anymore, and then when the engine busts, they just say, hey, the valet broke my car. Don't worry, sir, we'll cover it. <laughs> but shout out to the valet guys, man. There is no parking garage. There is no parking lot. And you guys are actually making all these cars fit one way or another. It's like they're masters at Tetris. They should play Tetris. Like, they should go play those tournaments, and they'll probably beat some nerd that has been practicing on Tetris for years, his whole life, playing Tetris. And some guy with, like, a hotel name tag on a polo will probably beat that guy. That's how talented those valet guys are, and they don't get enough credit for all the magic and miracles they do in fitting so many cars in such a little space. <laughs> I can't give those guys enough credit. They're out in the sun, and they're making your car disappear for the time being. It's worth $50. Hey, man, I'm in Miami Beach. I don't know where to park. Make this thing go away for a little while while I go get drunk. And so I walk into the reception area, and I'm not going to name the hotel, by the way, all right, even though it would make them look good. But I walk into the reception area, and, you know, there's models everywhere. It's like the next top model. And everybody is, like, judging each other's outfits. You hear the, the, the high heels treading on the floor, the marble floor. Everybody looks amazing. 
and I felt like I was underdressed. I was like, I thought I was going to the pool, right? Turns out, if you're going to the pool at a fancy hotel with a day pass, you still got to dress the part. You still got to have swimwear on with a nice see-through dress on top. So as you're walking around, it looks like you're in slow motion. Oh, my God, who's that? I don't know, but she bought that outfit, and it just looks marvelous on her. Right? It was like one big catwalk. I was just taken aback at how great everybody looked, and I'm just here with my, uh, with my swim trunks and some, uh, some off-brand shoes, you know, because I'm comfortable. All right? I don't really think – I'm not much of a sneakerhead. I tried getting into sneakers. Not really my thing. They get all scuffed. But here's the thing that I've learned. People of status don't care that if you've got tattered, a tattered shirt on or jeans with holes in them, but if your sneakers are scuffed – or dirty, or anywhere near. It's almost like you go back and, you know, have you ever seen Star Wars? You know when the robots walk into the bar and they're like, hey, we don't serve their kind here. That's how I felt. Like they just sized me up. They looked at my shoes and they were like, ah, we don't serve his kind here. <laughs> Surely enough, my friend came out. I was like, oh, no, no, he's with me. Right? And so we go to the pool and, uh, you know, take my shoes off. I put a towel over him trying to cover them. And so I'm hanging out in the pool area, and here's the, it looks like trenches because, like, all the cabanas are placed together, and it's, it seems like everyone is auditioning for themselves. It's one big conversation. So as I'm talking to my group of friends, the people behind me can hear me, the people in front of us can hear us, and so we're already, it feels like we're auditioning for social status. It's like, oh, is his conversation better than mine? What's he talking about? He's talking about Bitcoin. Ah, oh, that's so last year. What are you talking about? Real estate. Ah, oh, that's so played out. What are you talking, right? And so it's, it, it kind of feels like that as I'm having a conversation in, the, in these cabanas. But surely enough, you're surrounded by great-looking people. Um, even, the, you know, some guy came out of the pool, knew my friend. He was wearing a Speedo. It's not just ladies with the great swimwear. It's guys, too. And this guy's bulge. So I'm sitting in the cabana. This guy is standing up. And his bulge is like right in front of my face. But I'm looking around and everyone's not laughing at the fact that this thing is so close to my head. This guy's bulge literally looked like a flotation device. That's how big this thing was. But, you know, I can't be like, you know, get, get your dick out of, my, out of my face, man. I can't say that. So I'm talking to this guy. He's like, oh, yeah, you're into coaching. Yeah, what else? That's great. That's awesome. Wow. Right? So nice guy. Uh, <laughs> fit. He was fit. Not going to lie. And it ended up being a really cool guy I met at a hotel. We ended up being friends. We changed Instagram profiles. And then now, you know, I get invited to the, the hotel pool. And then now I got to buy a Speedo to fit in. You know what I mean? <laughs> and nonetheless, man, I still made a good friend, regardless of whether I'm wearing Speedos or not. Speedos don't make the friend. Swimwear doesn't make the friend. It's how they see you, even if they're above you. <laughs> Well, so I'm looking around, and all the beautiful people that are talking, everyone's getting drunk, everyone's eating food. And here's a little, t here's a little piece of advice that you could use to look like you're the, the life of the party. What you do when you're at a hotel pool party is you wave and blow a kiss in any direction, and people will just assume that you know somebody from across the pool. You don't even have to know who you're doing it to. You just look over there and be like... Because I was seeing that everywhere. Just people waving at each other from afar. I was like, oh, look at these social butterflies. They all know each other. This is one big happy group. And everybody's looking at that. It's like, oh, that, that person is connected. That person knows somebody here. 
that person is friendly amongst the group here. So that's what you got to do. If you want to be considered as part of the group, just blow a kiss and wave at people randomly. They won't even know you're doing it to them. Hell, they might even do it back. Oh, I was waiting for somebody to do that to me. Thank you. Now we both look like we know what we're doing in this pool party. <laughs> so as the sun started to set, I went over to the, the bar and lounge area. And uh, I like it. I got to admit, expensive cocktails are the best way to get drunk. That's just my opinion. Expensive cocktails are the best. You don't get a hangover. You get the best kind of buzz. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it ran me a lot of money. It was like $25 cocktails, but still, I loved it. The food was amazing, too. I have a theory that if you can see the kitchen out in the open, that food is going to be fire. I don't know why. It's when it, the kitchen is somewhere in the back, hidden somewhere, that makes me, like, question. It's like, how are you cooking my steak exactly? Uh, how do these lines, how do these grill marks end up on my meat? How did you do it? I didn't see you do it. Did you paint them on? I really believe that if the kitchen is in the open, you're about to eat good. It's almost like a, an unofficial hibachi. It's like you order your food, you wait five minutes, and then you say, I'll be right back. I'm going to the bathroom. So as you walk towards the bathroom, you just look inside the kitchen to be like, all right, you guys look like you know what you're doing in here. <laughs> I love open kitchens. That's the best way to eat, in my opinion. The food is good. You know, it's costly, but it's good. I appreciate that. Uh, so right after uh, we ate and we drank, so I'm already buzzed, and I'm going into... Uh, I'm going into, like, this lounge area that they're doing an event. That's another thing I really like about the hotel day passes. You get to go to their events. You get to use their gym, and sometimes there's someone doing, like, a spin class for free at one, one random morning. Or you get to go to some lounge, and there's, like, a DJ spinning or whatever. And the ambiance of this is really cool. Like, it's, it's like if you get a, a membership at a hotel, it becomes an extension of your home. The lobby is now your, your living room. And the people that are coming down to hang out in the lounge or in the living room, in, your, in, your, in the lobby, a.k.a. your living room, they're kind of like uh, roommates. Oh, yeah, it's uh, Bob from room uh, RT27 or whatever. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Right? That's what I like about the, the, the hotel day passes. It's, it's almost like you're, if you live in a really you know, shitty apartment, you can pay two to $300 a month, and then you just got to drive to the rest of your house. Get out of my property, sir. You're in the lobby. <laughs> and hotels have amazing playlists, man. I don't know what it is about hotel music, but like the way that they're able to generate the music, it's, a, it's an impressive balance of like deep cuts and songs you recognize. It's so good. It's like I would be walking around and I would hear a song playing at a hotel and I'd be like, oh, I know this. This is the so-and-so remix played by so-and-so. Oh, my God, how do they know that this is such a good song? That is a deep cut. You got to go deep in Spotify to find that one. So shout out to all the people that make uh, hotel music. You really know what you're doing. Because it's always the popular places that play, like, top 40. You know, like when you're running errands. You go to Walmart. You go grocery shopping. You go to Target. You even go do your, your laundry at a laundromat. And playing top 40. It's like, oh, wow, Taylor Swift. I haven't heard this one before. Here we go. You're hot and you're cold. No, that's not Taylor Swift. That's, uh, that's the other one. 
with the Jugs. I forget her name. Katy Perry, right? All that top 40 on the radio stuff. You know, I'm not hating, but still, it's like, you know, find yourself a hotel DJ. Imagine going to a Publix, you're there to buy yogurt, and then they're playing like some deep cut house techno music. I swear that you're going to separate yourself from all the other Publixes. Why are you going to drive all the way to that Publix? It's, it's 30 minutes away. Bro, the soundtrack there is amazing. <laughs> so I go into this little lounge area. And there's a DJ talking about music and equipment and all that, and I'm, I'm watching. Uh, and, you know, he's talking, so I'm like, all right, this isn't what DJs are supposed to do, so I just walk away. I come back an hour later, and he's spinning, and it's like vinyl day. I think it's like vinyl day or something like that, so they got these crates of vinyls. And I'm going through them, you know, reminiscing about my hipster days. And I'm going through I was like, oh, yeah, this is a great track. This is a good one. And then I see this, uh, this girl with, like, uh, bangs. She has, like, a bangs haircut. And she's got, like, this uh, denim vest with tattoos and like, and, like, short skirt and sneakers. And I'm like, I haven't seen anyone like you in Miami since the 2010s. And then it hit me. It's like, oh, you know, it's a very small population, and they're not going to the places that I frequent. They're going to places like this. Oh, this is why. I think these people don't exist in Miami because they're tucked away into some little lounge that some DJ is playing on vinyl night or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, now it's clicking. Now more of a reason for me to join these hotel day passes. So I think it's a great investment. You never know who you meet. The music is great. The food is great. Drinks are great. Two, $300 a month. You get a gym membership included. I highly recommend it. All right? So with that being said, we do have some hotel comedy shows. <laughs> Look at that segue for the plug, which I will be asking. That will be part of the negotiating from now on. Every time I do a hotel comedy show, I'm going to say I need, I need a hotel day pass every day. Every day I want to pull up into your pools, into your lounges, into your lobbies, into your gyms. I want to feel like I'm a resident there because I live in a garage. <laughs> So highly recommend hotel day passes. I think it's a great investment, especially in Miami. Plenty of AC. You get your, your valet cut in half. All right. So if you're going to Miami Beach and the hotel and you got a, a day pass to a hotel nearby, you just do the valet there. It's better than doing the garage for the same price. All right. So with that being said, these are our these are our shows, including the hotel shows. Uh Mondays, we, are, we have two shows. We're at Red Bar and then Thank You Miami, 8 and 9 p.m. Tuesdays, we're doubled up. We're at Dom's and Brickle. And then El Salon is inside the Esme Hotel in Miami Beach. Great cocktail bar. Both of them are speakeasy comedy shows, so it's a great vibe. Wednesdays, we're doubled up again. We're at the SLS Hotel, which I will be asking at hotel day passes for. All right, you're going to see me frequenting that very often. Then we're at the uh, D.C. Pico in Doral. And then uh, no show Thursday. I'm looking for a new venue. If you guys got any connects, make sure you guys let me know. Uh, preferably hotels. <laughs> and then Friday, we're back at Thank You Miami. Saturday, we're at Extra Virgin Bistro at the Berkeley Shore Hotel. All right. Need an all-day pass there, too. Shout out to them. And then Sundays, which was tonight, we were over at the Tipsy Flamingo. All right. 
That is it for the podcast, everybody. Do support, subscribe, download, do all that stuff that makes it seem like people are out there, you know, paying attention to this uh, podcast. We talk about Miami. You are participating in the chat while we do the live stream. Just visit us on YouTube, visit us on Twitter, visit us on Spotify. We're on all that stuff. All right? Till next time. See you on the next episode. All right, there you go. That was the Miami Comedy Podcast recording. Thank you all very much for sticking around and listening to that. Uh, if you got any feedback on how the podcast is done, let me know. We're going to clip that part out. That's going to be the one that gets sent out over to the uh, podcasting channels. Mr. Midnight says, I got you at the Hard Rock Guitar. First of all, it's a broken guitar. But it's kind of a good way to reinforce what rock is. When you break the guitar on the floor, what do you have left? You're holding on to the handle, right? And then the rest of the guitar is on the other side of the, the stage. So it kind of represents rock and roll if you really think about it. Which, by the way, guys, if you're listening on the live stream, this guy right here, Mr. Midnight VIP, that guy will get you in on that 50th floor nightclub happening up there. I forget uh, the name of it. Um, put it on the chat if you want, uh, Jay. Gerlin, what's up? Post Fox, Matt Fernandez, welcome. Steven Shuffles, welcome back. All right, man. I like the fact that you guys were tuning in on the podcast. <laughs> it was the SLS. Say it. Say it. No, it was not the SLS. Uh, thanks for joining us, though, Christian. Why am I here again? Because uh, you love my channel and the algorithm is pushing it your way. Rich chumps living in the past. I wouldn't say that. They were all very young. Well, the sugar daddies were definitely older. Sugar daddies were definitely accepted there. Sugar daddies were something of the norm in this particular place. Uh, and they're dating like 20-year-olds. Uh, and it's okay. No one shuns that. No one thinks it's out of the, the norm. Everyone thinks that that's just how it's supposed to be. Like, yeah, he's well off. She's pretty. That's how it works around here. Right? It's when you go outside of that secret hotel society that people are like, oh, I bet she's with him for the money. Now that I'm a hotel uh, bougie guy, I'll be like, well, he definitely deserved it. He saved up. It's his investment. Th here's the thing. I plan, you know, I plan on, on saving up a lot of money, right? But hi hi hypothetically, you know, if you're doing the same, if you're saving up money, and hopefully when you get older as a guy, you're looking for someone special, how do you tell your financial advisor that? Huh? How, how do you... How do you plan ahead? <laughs> like, all right, so tell me about your expenses. Tell me about what you'd like to invest in. It's like, all right, well, you know, I want to, I want to increase my real estate portfolio. I want to invest in the, in the market. I really believe that the American economy will be thriving 10 to 15% within the next decade or so. Um, I also have very bad habits on spending loads of money on pretty women on dates. More or less, how much should we talk here? About $1,000 just to say hi to them. Oh, my God. Yeah, so if you can um, adjust my portfolio so this lifestyle can still continue. This is an awful investment. I didn't ask you what an awful investment was. All right? You're, I need you to advise me. How do I keep maintaining this lifestyle while making these investments? I didn't ask if it was good or not. <laughs> the sugar daddy blood pressure going up. She's probably in the room with him. That's right. Yeah, get his blood pressure up. There we go. <laughs> By the way, when it comes to wills, how does that work? 
Do you love me? Are you going to put me on the will? Why not? You don't love me. You never love me. You're not putting me on the will. Fuck your ex-wife. I'm not her. <laughs> what's up, Karis? Rail, what's going on? Here going live, talking to the people of Miami, saying what's up. All right. I think that'll do it for today's stream. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. I really appreciate all the support. Here's what you got to do if you really do want to make this, uh, this little project, the Miami Comedy Podcast Project, a reality. Uh, go and follow the Miami Comedy Podcast. We got a brand new channel on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. Go subscribe to those three in particular. We're going to be releasing clips and edits on there. And we're going to be uh, participating in these kinds of discussions. And you guys are part of it. You guys can put it on the chat and uh, direct the conversation on where you'd like for it to go. We're also going to be doing the giveaways and prizes and trivias and all that stuff. And we'll be adding different segments to it over time. So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out ways to make this show a two- to three-hour-long show, believe it or not. Um, the podcast is already 30 minutes. The game and trivia is already 30 minutes. So we'll see. All right, we got one hour down. All we got to do is just keep adding on to it, making it fun, making it interesting so that it, it, it lasts for about two to three hours. All right, everybody. Once again, thanks for tuning into the live stream. I'll see you on the next one. Have a good night.